Are you truly successful? In this installment of The Grind to Find, I'll explore the truth about perceived success, the refinement of our minds, cultivating belief, and much more right now. Happy Friday, family, and welcome to The Grind to Find. Terrell and Michelle here, certified spiritual mindset and wellness coach, helping high achievers find fluidity between their emotional, spiritual, and physical well-being while bridging the gap between who they are in service and who they were designated to be by our creator. You know, this episode today is one that I'm excited about because I know, I know you caught that intro. And that intro lets you know that I'm going to get all into ideas of success and this conversation is one that started it was um a couple of weeks ago i believe now listen y'all listen to this show you know sometimes i get my conversations when i had them confused because i have so many i do i really do as i'm sure you all do as well but during that conversation it was really interesting to me a question that i was asked and i'll share that with you soon but the reason why i thought it was uh important to just have a free-flowing conversation about success and and some of the other derivatives that go with that is because, you know, we live in a day and age now where there are so many phenomenal pictures and um, a lot of the different reality TV shows where we're sold all the time an idea of what success, and I wish you could see the air quotations I have, I'm using here in the studio, (laughs) the different ideas that we're um, fed of what success actually is. And I think that because we're standing on the outside, looking at these images, looking at the portrayal of these lifestyles, uh, some of those, you know, I guess because it's reality TV, some of it is real. The majority of it isn't, I don't think so. It's more storylines with that stuff than anything. But then there are also folks around us who are really living that what quote unquote American dream, what the American dream is when it comes to what success is supposed to be in our lives. And I think that um, there are lots of people out there chasing what they see as success because it looks good on the outside. All the while, how many of us actually take a moment of pause within our life, kind of sit still and find out what success would be for us? What truly would make us happy? Have you done that? And the reason why I say that is because um, I have different folks that I talk to, and these are just people from all over, just travels, just the course of everyday life. Some folks clients, some folks not, just coming into contact with many different people, right? And when I sit and listen to a lot of conversations about what's important to people, or at least what they offer as important within that particular conversation. A lot of it is so very superficial in the grand scheme of things. And I'm not talking about just in terms of material possessions. I'm talking about some of the importance, the emphasis, the need that people put on whatever it is that they say is important to them, the people around them agreeing and co-signing 
that that's important as well. And just to make sure I'm making sense with that, it's a lot of the, the keeping up with the Joneses and I want to have this because of what it may look like to someone else. And if that's the case, if, if that's a, a part of why one does whatever they have to do, whatever their grind is, whatever their hustle is, whatever, whatever. If part of you going through all of the grit and the grind and the time and the emotion and the money and the, the, the sleepless nights to acquire things, if a part of that is about what someone else would think about you, then is that truly what success is for you? Because if you feel successful, if I feel successful, I am successful. I don't really care what anybody else thinks about it because my success is for me. All that matters is that I feel comfortable and fulfilled with what it is that I've accomplished and the things that I'm going to accomplish and whatever my goals are. At least that's true for me. And I don't want to say that that's necessarily true for all of you listening, but it's just a question that I had to ask. If it isn't true that you see yourself as successful and that's not enough, you would still need the validation from someone else. Is that success or your idea that you've achieved for yourself really the individual success that was intended for you specifically? And the reason why I ask that is because I feel like to some degree, there's kind of like a cookie cutter idea of what success should be. And, and when I say cookie cutter, if you think about, um, I know me traditionally just, just coming up, and I don't think this is only tr true for me. I think it's true for a lot of people. You know, when I was coming up, you were um, fed that success is checking the boxes. You know, you, you, you go through school, you graduate from high school, you go to college, you graduate from college, you get your degree, you, um, you buy your house, you get married, you have your children, you retire, wherever it is that you end up working from, you retire and, you know, your kids grow up and you put them through college. And, you know, it's just like some, some cookie cutter things that you were supposed to do when you got to be an adult and you started to, to, to live your life. And so a lot of people have spent their time trying to go down the checklist to accomplish these things to get these things done because this is what they were indoctrinated to believe that a successful life would be, uh, uh, or I'm sorry, you would achieve success if your life included checking off these boxes, right? Only to get to, maybe you go through college, get a degree and then graduate. And like, I don't even know why I did this. I don't even like this. <laughs> this isn't even a good fit for who I am. You know, later on finding out who you think you are and then exploring, um, if going back to school is for you, or maybe school was never for you in the beginning. Now you're on something completely and totally different. This is what I'm talking about. You know, having that space of connection, the same way we, uh, many of us have gotten to, and some of us are still trying to get to, having that space of connection that where you get to um, knowing who you are, and when you know who you are, then there's a process that you go through to put together the different components <laughs> of what that person likes, what that person wants to do, how that person wants to proceed, how that person uh, wants to show up in life and what their interactions with other people, what types of people will be a part of that person's circle. Once you start to really connect 
to who you are, then those are some of the other facets of that. Well, within the context of success overall in life, I believe that that's the same thing. All about It's all about drawing that connection to what success is specifically for you and being okay with success for you not looking like anything that anyone else has seen. I mean, even standing next to some of the folks who have achieved success based on the cookie cutter checkbox um, that society has, standing next to those people who have success that they def- as they define in that way and success for you, what brings you peace, what brings you joy, what brings you, ha- or actually keeps you in a space of joy because happiness can be fleeting, but what brings you that calm within your being and your life where you're just happy, even during a time that can be challenging. It's something to be able to say overall in your life, you're happy. (laughs) I know this because I've had spaces where overall in my life, I was not happy. The moment that I was in or the season that I was in wasn't half bad, but I couldn't say that overall, my life was happy. So I I think that that's that's what this, this discussion for me uh, I want it to be, well, not really a discussion because I'm the only one talking, but you know what I mean. <laughs> That's what this talk today is going to be about. So I'm going to take a quick pause right here, but when I come back, I'm going to jump into a little bit more about success and share with you that question that I was asked. And then I want to go and glide right into the refinement of our minds when it comes to this idea of success. So, hey, now's not the time to move (laughs) because I'll be right back. You gave me your word and I thought I believed you. I admit there have been times when I knew you came through and I should be thankful. But my truth is, since being a youth, I've struggled with your timing. Like having to wait as I endured an environment so riddled with hate, I learned to question your answers to my problems. So I did like the church said and moved some as I waited for you to solve them. Then, like the gust of the perfume-filled wind in the summer, your son came to me. This must be what you've sent to set me free. See, since I've waited and waited so patiently in silence, at times consumed by a mindset that replayed violently my shortcomings, I moved while looking for your sign and arrow pointing to the way out. Then, like the ram Abraham found in the bush, your son came about. So I came to him when he called. Then while in his arms, I came again and again, falling deeper into his spell. See, I now know I wasn't supposed to believe the story he would tell and sell for my future, especially since you were second in his plan. But, and and there's always a but, I was already in too deep when I saw the truth. So maybe I was supposed to be patient and long-suffering because that's what you would do. That's That's what what I I did too. Well, I kept doing. I insisted on creating my own seasons for relationships and relying on the sensual curvature of my hips to receive validation. I docked my self-worth at stations throughout my life that were depleted of the power necessary to recharge my soul. Then, I thought by playing church and reading scriptures, somehow another way of being would unfold. I bought into the way of the world and structured my life so that I could fit into the most valuable spaces and places. I convinced myself that the look on their faces didn't matter, that the chitter-chatter was just talk. So I continued preparing my costume to arrive in the next scene of the play that had become my life. After becoming his girl, 
Fuck buddy, then wife, I had obtained all they said should matter. Yet behind the perfectly staged costume, you could hear the clitter clatter of the shards of glass, shattered remnants of a life, not the one you promised me. So I gazed over the fence to see what I could see, and I shouldn't have. I laughed to keep from crying as they saw my face. I wanted my life to be in that place, yet here I stood dressed up to the naked eye while dressed down according to your standards, not knowing I wore my insecurity and hopelessness like a badge hanging from a lanyard around my neck for all those who were healed to see. I'm glad I made it back to you, Lord, but I'm still struggling to feel like I'm free. Now, I may move as you say and serve as you've designed me to, Yet no matter what I do, it's hard to move, focus, and live in peace while moving blindly. I want nothing more than to leave the feeling of crawling in my skin behind me. I just need to know what all this means and what I'm doing matter. While I work to drown out the chatter in my mind and calm the churning in my belly, I know how silly this may sound, but I'm afraid to continue to be bound by the unknown. Yes, 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 that piece is entitled Divided. First aired in episode 32, I believe, but yeah, it talks about the duality <laughs> from within and, you know, calling for God in those spaces and actually connecting with them, but still feeling like things are just a little bit off and, and trying to find your way back. And I think that when it comes to the topic of ideas of success. I think in a lot of ways, I think that's what a lot of us do. It's so hard to disconnect from a lot of what we see in the world. I mean, let's just face it. There's so much in this world that is fabulous that we all want to experience. You only get this one life. You know, some people who believe that they lived a previous life and all of that, maybe so. I personally, um, I just believe in the Bible and the Bible didn't talk about that. Um, not that I'm aware of, you know, I'm, I'm still as much as I know, there's still quite a bit that I'm learning. But yeah, I don't I, I don't believe in the past life thing. I think that you get this one life and you do what you will with it. And I think that each and every one of us want to live life to the fullest. But all while doing that, I think it's important that if we're living life to the fullest for us to be comfortable, secure, sure in the fact that we're living the life that we're meant to live based on how we were uniquely created by him. That's the life that we should be living to the fullest, not the cookie cutter one that this world tries to uh, have everyone to live out, this box that uh, many of us can feel as though we're in, or maybe some of us don't even realize that we're a part of the box. So anyway, I mentioned before I went to break that I was going to tell you about a question that I was asked on Tara La Michelle and Billy Rowe Live. This airs every Tuesday. Actually, we, we this is the, the first season that we're in. And it's every Tuesday at uh, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. If you want to check us out live, which you, you, you should, you know, because not only are we live, but we have it where you can actually click a link that we drop into the chat. So that if you want to give your two cents, you can come and join us live on stage and become a part of the uh, discussion. So you can catch Tara La Michelle and Billy Rowe live, like I said, every Tuesday by um, going to the Grind to Find YouTube or the Grind to Find Facebook page. You can catch it there. And I'll make sure that those links 
are in the description box under this episode, which is going to be episode 51 of The Grind Defined. But anyway, to the question. So we were having a conversation where this gentleman in the chat, he asked, he said he wanted to know what's the best way to approach someone who he saw as super successful so that he could open up some type of dialogue with this person and possibly create an opportunity to keep in contact. He was hoping to eventually be mentored by this person, uh, to somehow learn from this person, whatever, whatever the endeavor was that he, he wanted to go on. He wanted to be able to know the best way to make, to initiate that contact. And so the first thing I said was, um, it's super important to make sure that if you're going to approach some approach someone who's established as an entrepreneur or successful in, in, in any way, irregardless to, to what they do, if you're going to approach them and try to uh, make some type of connection, uh, the first thing you want to do is know something about them that's beyond just generally known information. You know, if, if someone comes to me and they, they want to be a mentee, I want to know what is their interest? What is their depth? You'd be surprised how many people come to uh, people who are already established and successful and all they know is the basic general information. They just see whatever their objective is. It's, it's really not with them connecting with this person on a deeper level. It can't just be about you. So anyway, that was the first thing that I said. The second thing that I said was to make sure that you're coming to that person offering yourself as a solution or, or you're even coming to add value and or you could be the solution and or adding value to what he or she is doing. That's very important because what's in it for them it has to be something in it for them. But finally, the last thing that I said that brings me uh, to this conversation today, but is uh, that before he did anything to know and own that right where he was in his life, He's successful. And that kind of took the conversation to a little bit of a, of a different place. We, we went into that. And I'm not going to go there with that because I have what I want to say today about that. But I think that that's very important because I, I know for me, I'll use myself, when I first got involved, uh, and I mean seriously involved with the idea of entrepreneurship, and leave it corporate America and doing my own thing. You know, I went into that situation, I think like the average person with my, my share of fears, my share of insecurities, um, the big picture. I had the big picture for what I wanted to do in my mind, but there's more than the big picture. Before I ever got to what that huge grandiose goal or that big picture would be, there were going to be a lot of small steps, a lot of small experiences. There were gonna be forks in the road, um, some of the off-road pathways that were not even eventually on the map. There's gonna be a lot that's going to happen. There was a lot and there still is. There's a lot that's happening along the way. And if I couldn't see myself as successful along the journey, then how was I ever going to really make it to what that big picture was? And not only that, let's just say that I never really saw myself as successful until I got to that specific goal, made it to that pinnacle, that place. Would it really be worth it? Would making it there really satiate the appetite? 
that I had to get there if I didn't see myself as successful and having really any real innate value before that point. And so that's what I pose to you guys listening. We all have grandiose goals, you know, but can you be at a space in your journey that's much less than where it is that you see yourself and still feel accomplished, still feel successful? Hmm. And so when I put that out there to the gentleman, you know, it was like, wow, you know, I I hadn't really thought about that. And so then now it comes to like, what comes to mind is how are we defining success for ourselves? It can't just be I'm successful until I reach that ultimate goal. I mean, as we all know, you know, that this life is an evolutionary thing. As soon as you reach one goal, there's, there's the next one. That's something that never stops until like my grandmother says, your head cools. You're always going to be on that journey and that quest for the next rung on the ladder, right? Or at least you should be, right? So let's say that you have tons of different rungs on the ladder that you reach, but you don't necessarily reach that pinnacle. Some people live their whole entire life and don't exactly get where they're imagined, but still create success for themselves. They do some amazing things. You know, they have some amazing lives that they live. But I'm asking these questions because how connected are you to what success is for you? And do you take the time along the journey to pat yourself on the back, give yourself credit? Do, do you pause and have those moments where you like, you know what, you are just the dopest. You are bad melagella. I mean, do you have those moments where you do that? And I know for me, going through college and having a graduate education, several degrees and all that kind of stuff, there was a a space and time in my life where I felt like being something was a a, a title. You know, I want to be a fill in the blank. You know, I, I felt like I needed to be able to say I was a this or that in order to feel worthy or validated. And and um, it's crazy because when I was going through all of that, this, this is a hindsight 2020 moment I'm having with you. Naturally, that was not the mindset when I was going through uh, college and going through grad school. And that, that, that was not the mindset. But I accomplished all of the things that I wanted to accomplish and in, in grand style. And at the end of it, I was so disappointed because it just didn't feel the way I thought it would. It didn't feel that hole that was in me. Now, I'm not saying that this is true for everyone listening, but I, I know that it's true for, for a lot of people. And so then that takes me back to what I mentioned earlier about the different images of what we're fed that success is. A lot of it having to do with stuff and money, having the capability to say that you went this place, that place, you own this or that, or You know, and don't get me wrong. Listen, if you put in the work, you absolutely should be able to reap the rewards of of what it is that you're able to accomplish in, in terms of the money that you acquire. I am in no way, shape or form saying that, um, external things are not a part of success and that anybody who, who likes their stuff, cause I like my stuff just like anybody else, uh, should be ashamed of that. That that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that having a space within your life where you're not valuable, you're not successful, you're not worthy, you're not accomplished if you don't have certain stuff, if you can't travel to certain places, 
if you can't do things on certain levels that you see, <laughs> you know, with the imagery and the different lifestyles, like on um, the reality TV shows and, and, and things like that. If you can't do those things in that way, can you still find value in yourself? Are you running around trying to replicate what you've seen because you like what it looks like without really even being clear? Is that something that you actually require? There's a difference in wanting something just to have it as opposed to um, acquiring something because it truly means something to you. It has a meaning and it, and, and it, it, um, there's a, a connection with an inner happiness, a space of peace and, and, and joy, you know, that being able to do that thing comes from. So just in saying that, that makes me think about, um, the Bible and I, you know, I don't have the scripture in front of me because today is pretty much is, is kind of in impromptu. Usually I have some additional notes and things like that, but I really don't for today. But, uh, anyway, I, what I'll do is I'll drop it in the description box after the show, but the scripture in the Bible that talks about what you do in secret, God will reward you openly. If you doing it out in the open, then you get your rewards from the people. You don't need no rewards from him. Now I'm paraphrasing. You know, he did not say that like that in the Bible. <laughs> I hope you know <laughs> what I'm saying is uh, I'm just sharing with you the principle, but that reminds me a lot of today. Today, there's such a focus on the individual and everybody being seen, you know, all the dance and all the, the different apps and this and that. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. It's not live your life, enjoy your life. But I think that when the focal point of our lives becomes us as individuals and what other people see when it comes to us, that I think is where the divide comes in. That's where true success can become skewed, you know? And I think that that's something that all of us should take a moment to have that self-check with, is what you do about the opinions and viewpoints of others, you know? And, and that's something where that self-check, that quiet space, that cleansing with uh, meditation, just please make sure if you're going to meditate, you know what your energy source is. That's a completely and totally different conversation. I'm huge on energy, if y'all know me. But yes, check your energy source. Uh, I'll explain that another time. But anyway, you know, knowing those truths about ourselves is so very important. It's so very important. So in responding to that question, that, that made us segue into a little bit about the refinement of our minds. And I've talked a little bit about the chasing the images and lifestyles that may not be a true requirement for our individual happiness, but we see other lives looking over fences in other people's yards. I talked uh, in Divided, I, I talked a little bit about that, that comparison, you know, that, that I think it's in our nature to always think the grass is green on the other side or the, the yard over on the other side of the fence is better, <laughs> you know? But um, we talked about the refinement of our minds and posing different questions about how comfortable uh, we would be with what truly makes us happy. Because for example, when, when, when I talk about that, when I say, um, when I pose the question, 
Are you comfortable with what would truly make you happy up against what others deem happiness for them? So for example, some people wanna be able to live in certain neighborhoods with certain types of houses because in their minds, that's that would mean that they arrive. Now, it's not to say that it's not a big, beautiful home that they wouldn't you know, be able to enjoy like anyone else. But there's having that so that you would be able to say that you're in a certain group or associated with certain people. And then there's that person knowing that, you know what, those houses are big and beautiful and great, but I really don't require that. I really like something more cozy. And actually going with that truth of those houses are big and beautiful and great, but I don't wanna have to go up and down those stairs. I just like, you know, something more cozy and intimate. Are you comfortable with whatever the truth is of what would make you happy? What your idea of, sec- of, of success would be? Would you be deterred by making a choice that felt good, <laughs> that felt normal for you up against everyone around you? who deems something much more excessive as being successful and normal? And have you connected to joy that isn't contingent upon anything external? And the reason why I say that is because if there's not a space of joy within your life, no matter what happens, being able to say, overall, life is good. If you don't have that, then it's really easy to go searching for ways to create that that's outside of us. When the only way to create that comes from within. We can't get that externally. And if you couldn't find contentment where you are, it's unlikely that you'd be able to make it to that pivotal point, like I mentioned earlier. And if you did make it, it probably wouldn't be a space that would feel like you thought it would feel. You probably wouldn't feel like you had arrived, you know? (laughs) We would like to think that we would feel like we arrived, but I think in a lot of cases, actually I know from personal experience, if you don't have that space within you that's tight, I don't care what you get in this world, it's not going to do for you what you imagined that it would. We're really good at, um, you know, we started this from childhood, with our imaginations, imagining with detail, I mean smells, maybe even the outfit we wear of what it's gonna be like when we get to a certain space, only to get there and realize that that image in your mind is one thing, but the emotion connected with the moment and you being present there is something completely and totally different. And if if your insides, if you haven't done that introspective work to be prepared for that space, If you reach it and that internal work has not been done, you will be left wanting. And that's not something that I want for anyone listening. So that's what I want to leave this conversation with. I don't want for anyone to go about their journey so individualized in it, focused on self, focused on what truly matters to you, the individual, over people in your life around you. And and the reason why I say that is because when we envision success, 
Success should include, or actually I think people that you love should be an integral part of that, but not just being able to leave a legacy of stuff and money. And, and you know, I mean being able to leave a legacy of them being a part of the journey. I mean, pictures where they were there, not just your work to the point where you rarely even see them, where they're an afterthought. Is that really what the people who love you will want? Or would they want to be a part of your life along your journey? Because men, I can't think of anyone that I know that's not busting their behinds to do something for, uh, uh, to leave a legacy in their life where the number one reason why they say that they're doing it is, is for family. But if it's really for family, yet your family's being neglected while you're doing it, is it really for family, is it really for you? Because success has different levels. Are your ideas of what you deem successful, are they healthy? Because I don't want the time with the people that I love, the time that's limited with everybody that you love, including you, you know. None of us know the day or the hour, right? I don't want the time, the limited time I have with the people that I care about to be lost because I was, I had tunnel vision on acquiring things as opposed to making the people who matter most to me an integral, consistent part of the journey. And there's sacrifice involved in that. You know, so I guess it just all depends on uh, where importance lies for you and how you want to go about allowing that to show up in your life. You know, I think that that's something that uh, we all should take a moment. Have a self-check moment. Shoot, I need to have several. Listen, I'm self-checking all the time. You know, so I'm just, when, when I say this stuff, there's nothing that I talk about that I don't actually live, that I don't actually do. Actually, I'm a bit too over, over, overly, excuse me, tongue-tied. Actually, sometimes I'm a bit too overly analytical for my own good, but hey, it is what it is. I, I don't think at, at, at this point it's changing at all. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that is it for what I wanted to share with you today. If you haven't already, do me and yourself a favor. Log on to thegrinddefined.com and click on feed so that you can follow me. But whether you go to my website or not, hey, I'm on all major platforms. Choose your poison. Pick it. I don't care whether it's Spotify. I don't care whether it's iTunes. I don't care whether it's iHeart. I don't care. Pick it and just make sure you hit that notification bell so that you're updated when I upload for those of you listening, I'm sorry, I hadn't mentioned it the last couple of times and you shot me a couple emails, so here it is. You like to hear it, here it go. If you want to send in some spoken word or if you are an indie recording artist, that's easy to do. Email connect at thegrinddefined.com. Put in that subject box, um, subject line, sorry, no box, it's a line. Artist, <laughs> and we will definitely connect with you. Poets. No more than three minutes, please. You know, you can do a lot of damage in three minutes, so don't play with me. Don't send me nothing talking about it need to be longer than that. No, I don't. <laughs> it does not. But anyway, that's how you do that. In the meantime, in between time, beautiful people, go into your weekend and glide on into the week knowing that whatever it is that you decide is success for you will be. All that matters is not what it looks like to somebody else, or what it feels like to you and the time that you get to connect with your family while you're doing your thing. In the meantime, in between time, always define your grind and never let the grind define you. Terrell and Michelle, until next time, peace and abundant blessings. <laughs> <laughs>